This episode of A Hero's Journey podcast is brought to you by JPS Computers. Jesse, thank you so much. Alex, thank you. The website's heroesjourneypodcast.com. Is, it's built by them. Uh, social media, they help me with all that stuff, and they can help you too. S&P Inc., right here. Uh, Tyler and Marvin, thank you guys uh, for helping rebuild my confidence, Chase's confidence, and anybody out there who understands what I'm talking about, go check out S&P Inc. And you know what's really cool is I, I, I haven't done this. I haven't even shown these. We have merch at Heroes Journey Podcast right now. This is uh, the girls' tee, and it's the next level. Everything's really nice. We have drop-cut shirts for guys. We have the crop hoodies for the ladies, you know, like that you wear at the gym. All that good stuff. Um, HeroesJourneyPodcast.com. Uh, today... I was just watching the intro because I never know how I'm going to start the show. I just know that each episode of a hero's journey podcast is just a reminder that you are the hero of your own story. You wake up every day and you're the CEO of you. You are writing your story. And how do you want people to see you? How do you want to be, how do you want to be seen by yourself? Like what makes you happy? What gets you up in the morning? If you're lucky enough to be breathing what is it? So I was watching the intro and realized that uh, my next guest is, she's experienced all those things. She was out with me when most of that stuff's happened. She's my biggest supporter. She has been there my whole life. I've been there, I've been there her whole life. Um, it's crazy. My little sister is my guest today. Um, I want to introduce you guys to my baby sister, Buffy Hopkins. Hi, sis. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's been a minute, but yeah. Yeah, we've been really, uh, this has been like mellow. We haven't even talked about you coming on and doing the show. Um, have you watched many of these? I've Do you have any favorites? Quite a, a few. Really your first ones because it was I was watching you. Right. Not really them. And so watching you become yourself or get, go through that uncomfortable feeling that you do a lot and then watching the next ones after and you begin becoming more comfortable each time. Yeah, it's it. Thank you. You're it's been fun. Um, Josh, my son has said that he binge watches them and it helped him, you know, become who he is. Now he's dropped 75 pounds. He's doing jujitsu, just like Austin said, he's going off and doing Austin's running the first half of today's show. Austin is, the host of Bizarre Junkies, which, dude, you and I went viral on your show. Like We did go viral. It's pretty insane. It's, I still get hits on it, though. I, I do, too. Well, like, we were talking about your guest yes. today. That's the clip that went viral. That's, that's what I'm saying. Talking about my sister on your show has millions of views on the clips, and hundreds of thousands. Um, I think total of probably three million easy views on, on... Yeah, easily, easily. That's, I, that's probably under... You got to go check out Bizarre Junkies. Um, and then George, who's coming on, uh, he's got, um, uh, gosh, why am I blanking on that? Gridiron Junkies. Gridiron Junkies. Thank you. Football and stuff. So I'm surrounded by a bunch of guys that are very talented, but um, I want to get into, here's the thing. You're my baby sister. And you Since are the- birth. <laughs> but you have a picture in your office- of what's a, what's the name of the place? Because you have a you have your own place in L.A. I have a cafe called Flicks Cafe in downtown Los Angeles. Yes, and it's uh, 
it's between what studio and oh i'm inside of la center studios okay yeah. so there's movies being filmed and all that stuff but not right now right because there's a writer's strike writers actors all the above yeah. everything that's taking me out of the game but we're gonna get through that yeah we'll be okay are you nervous no <laughs> you're not nervous no okay this is awesome that's crazy because i you know the most uh viewed stuff um was like when you and i would go live together uh and talk to the elvis monroe mafia and stuff because this is buffing stuff this is my baby sister she ran you ran my merch on, I did, tour. on tour so you give me a call one day and you said hey bub i want a spot on the bus and thanks to capello heavy transport uh, we went out on tour with Three Doors Down and you came out. But actually, we tested you. We went out with Daughtry we before. Did. Mm -hmm. We went out in and Oregon. you crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. What was that like going out on the road with your brother? Again, a different experience. Just watching you grow, getting to watch your life as your little sister. And then giving you some insight as how your little sister grew up and showing you the things I can now do. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. a thing. I call you my baby sister, but I said mm -hmm. to you on stage in front of a bunch of people in LA that you've grown into your own woman. I tried to surprise you today. I was going to have your daughter on and uh, she wasn't available. She's but, working. Yeah, she was yeah. going <laughs> to jump on the show with, with us and uh, surprise you, but she couldn't. Um, so... I want them to know about you. Who who are you? What, like? Because I said yeah. your daughter. You went out on tour with me. You have a cafe. You're my baby sister. We're gonna get into this, and kind of why I want to get into too why we have so many views on bizarre junkies because of what, and we'll get into that in a minute. But who are you? I know who you are to me. But who are you to the Rock Rage Radio listeners out there and everybody who's watching on Spotify and YouTube? Well, definitely my own person with the name of Buffy Fawn. So I walk <laughs> a little different. I don't, I don't live in a box that everybody try. Everybody else I think lives in or is told they're supposed to live in. I think outside of the box. I do things outside of the box. I walk through every door that's presented to me. I never say I can't, or I never say, well, what is that? I've let life direct me in the path that I'm supposed to go. So I'm just somebody who walks a little different. There we go. Mm. Now, um, as we were getting ready, um, I heard like someone doing some speaking in the next mm. room and you're going down this new avenue. You have a cafe, you, you're thinking about moving here to Vegas, but I think the heat is like kind of scaring you a little the heat bit is today. Hot it's here. 110 today, <laughs> right? 110 today. Uh -uh. Yeah. So. What's really crazy is that you are wanting to get into public speaking. Public speaking, mostly for the youth, mostly for what, if you, if you know me and get to know me, the babies are the most important thing in my world, children. And so after having a daughter and helping raise a lot of her friends who are now, they still call me mom and they still call me when they have problems. I get calls in the middle of the night from some that are committing, wanting to commit suicide and I'm talking them down or some that don't know what to do with their life and I'm helping them through that. Never telling anybody that I'm doing this, but I'm, these young, young adults mm -hmm. come to me and ask me, they, they feel safe enough with me. And the person that I've become just in raising them alongside of my daughter, 
I've changed lives and I didn't know it until they've become young adults. So that is taking me down another path. Like I said, I, I just, when, when something ends, I just say, well, what's next? Right. What, 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 what's next? And I literally was walking in the store in Ralph's when my daughter went away for college and I did my routine. I'm walking through Ralph's, I'm getting groceries. And I said, wow, who am I now? Like, what's my next, what's my next venture? I walked out of Ralph's. I had grapes and orange juice just because that was routine. That's what I gave her. I didn't really know. And then doors open. All of a sudden, I started talking to dead people. Um, I realized that I, I, I knew I was different. I knew I was born a medium. But life showed me then that that's who I am. And it just started not just started, but it was happening and happening more. And I started paying attention to it and people started coming through me. And as it happened, I realized that I had a gift that I could give back to people, that I could help people, that I could talk to people that they had lost, that they didn't get to say goodbye to. Um, it's not something that, I mean, this is the first time that I'm sharing it really mm -hmm. publicly, publicly because right. I, know. I walk very silent. I just kind of do my thing when I have to or when I'm called to do it. So it's not something that I've ever said, hey, I talk to dead people. Right. And so it's, um, but when, I, when that happened, um, yeah, when, that, when I asked that question at Ralph's, I ended up helping my best friend, Marcy. Her dad, she never met her dad. And um, she, she, we found him online. Her and Skye went through some things, and we ended up meeting this random woman in a Vons, uh, the Vons grocery store. And this woman, I felt this woman, I'm feeling her now, um, came up to us in the store, and she said, you, you, I know you, to Marcy. And Marcy looked at her, and I walked away because I knew who she was. And Marcy said, what do you mean? She said, are you from New York? Are you from the Bronx? And Marcy's like, how do you know I'm from the Bronx? I was born there. Well, this woman was somebody that dated her dad or her uncle, and she had seen Marcy on her, uh, in pictures in the, in the house. So we went home that night, and I had told Skye that that was Miss Marcy. So Skye, my daughter, helped Miss Marcy find her dad online. And they found him, and she got to talk to him you know, they, they found each other, they were talking. And fast forward one morning, um, I'm going to work and I pull over on the side of the road, I'm putting my makeup on, I'm talking to her like we always do. And I said, hey, when I get back from my vacation, I'm gonna take you out to New York to visit your dad. I'm gonna take you to go see him, meet him in person. She said, oh, okay, yeah. That day, um, I, I got off work like 2, 2 p.m. as I do, she got off around five. She called me and she said, my stepbrother that I met has called me over and over and over today. And I don't know why. I think he just wants to borrow money. He's some guy, drugs, whatever. I, just, I, don't, I said, do me a favor. Can you just call him back and see why? And about 20 minutes later, she calls me back and I'm bawling and she's bawling. And she said, how did you know my dad died? And I said, how do I tell you? hey, this morning I woke up and knew your dad died. I can't. No one's going to believe me. No one's going to 
go, yeah, they're going to think you're crazy. And I said, but you can still talk to him. He's with me. I, I, I have him. And I was going on a cruise. So I went on a cruise. I came back and she was like, please, can we go talk? Can we, is he gone, please? And I said, sure. You know, and we were, we went out, we went to a bar, which don't ever do this in a bar. I learned this. Um, we went out to a bar, we were talking. And all of a sudden, I wasn't me anymore. I became him. And the questions that she was asking her father from a little girl's perspective, I was answering in a different voice that I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I, I was just talking. And she was staring at her best friend, but also like what is happening and she's kind of freaked out and she's not understanding and but I'm answering her questions that she had as a little girl and the only thing I can say then is somewhere when you do it in a bar where there might not be all positive people or energies or spirits something grabbed my throat my own hand grabbed my throat and pulled me backwards and mm. was choking me and I just looked at her and screamed her name and she grabbed me and she said, what? I said, get the bill or tell them we'll come back and pay later. And so when I started having experiences like that, I realized I, I need to know more about this. This is, I, I can't just do this just because this is who I am. So that is when I took the trip to Sydney, Australia to go figure out who I am and why these type of things happen to me or for mm -hmm. me. And that's where I went out and I got to walk into a room where over a thousand people all over the world are just like me. So I didn't feel out of place and I didn't feel weird, but I, I learned a lot about myself. But while I was in that room, the elderly people in that room started staring at me and coming to me and saying, where did you learn? I'm, I feel your energy. I feel your presence. I feel who you are. And I said... I didn't train. I've never read a book on this. I was just born this way. And every single one of them, like, hey, can I get a reading from you? Hey, can you talk to my dad? Hey, can you this? And I've never really, like, t taken it any further or any, like, this. Mm -hmm. I, I just say, you know, I can only, I'll only answer if the person is here to they they want to talk to you i'm not going to call upon them i'm not going to charge people i'm not going to this i but i will give you the gift if they're here and they want to speak to you i will yeah. do my i'll do what i'm supposed to do right so it was um it was interesting getting to know myself right well you know when we were kids i used to think that um i would always find you when we had people in the house we had uh, all these strangers, not strangers, strangers to us, but mom and dad's friends and people that come around mm. and you would be hiding under your bed, under the carpet, under the I bed. Remember. And you were little and they would say, um, cause, and I, I had to go up to mom and dad and tell them, you got to tell your friends to stop saying that she's so cute. I want to take you home because I think that's scaring her. Right. And you said, no, that's, you know, as you got older, you, you knew that you were seeing people. people. Yeah. You, and they was like, <laughs> they were bringing thing. them in, in, mm -hmm. in the house. And for me, it's not, it's not unlike that. You know, I've had many experiences myself, not like that, not like you, 
it's um it's wild uh you know i was on bazaar junkies and sharing some of my stories and being woke up by people who just passed that i don't even know and i only meant that met them in passing waking me up mm -hmm. you know and stuff and telling me you know that they're okay and then i have to pass this along like i'm an, like i'm crazy and i don't want to tell my friends you know kind yeah. of thing it makes it hard to date <laughs> just saying <laughs> no but so you know i I'm, i don't want to cut you off because this is awesome no. like you and i we talk about some of this stuff but i didn't know where it started i didn't know the day that it started remember you going to australia and i remember being out on the road we won't use his name but i saw it firsthand happen i saw it the other day happen when we were with with uh, old man liver steven stotts mm. uh the, the pioneer um but take it to well, you know well, i want to lead to that experience when we were out on the road when what happened um because i want to share that as well but yeah. please um like were you going somewhere that i was cutting you off no just really just yes, th those, that australia I mean, that... yeah so then we went out on the road you came out mm -hmm. on tour with me and you're running tour managing for us and running merch and then one day i remember setting up merch with you and then i walked to the bus and i get on the bus and what happened that made you rent come running on the bus and he was it, well let's just say it was their security guard mm -hmm. right we won't use your name we right. love you um but but what happened because you ran to the bus and then it was i was like are you okay and you're like no and what what happened that day that it came through me there was there who again don't want to say too much but whoever was there to speak to him to give him his uh just said, needed to get to him came mm. through me and there was nothing i could do to stop it so that's where i say for me i don't get a choice if they're coming through strong and they and they want to get their message or they need to say something i I have I have to give them that message and that and I've learned that that's my purpose that that is why I'm here and I also know that that's why I'm placed around certain people right that that okay where and I always ask okay where next where's my next some some people call me a gypsy I'm like actually I'm a walking angel but <laughs> they uh well I'll always ask why now where am I going well who is this for and then when something like that happens I'll go okay yeah but now see I, I understand I want to get into that because he he walked up to you and you lost it. You actually ran to the bus and then gathered yourself. And I was asking if you're okay. And you said, not now. And, I, and you were like, go away, go away. And then you went out and you shared something with him. What did you tell him? That right now, I cannot remember. I remember you telling it, it, this. I remember because it freaked me out. There were two people that had died that he had a hand in. And the military. The military. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And yeah. you shared that information with I saw him. them. He was, they were, yeah. And they needed to, they wanted to tell him they understood and they, and, and to not take it on, did not. And he needed to hear that. They right. needed to hear that. Cause then I look over and he's crying mm. and he's like, his family doesn't even know that he didn't tell his family that and they didn't know what happened. And here a total stranger is giving him a hug. When you met him, like you do everybody, you hug everyone. And you're I will definitely do that. When somebody is starting to come through me, I will grab you and give you a hug and say, hi, I need to introduce myself. By the way, I'm a born medium and whoever's about to come through me, I don't 
No, and then I, I always have to let them know because otherwise they're going to look at me like, you're crazy and how do you know this stuff? And no one told me to do that. I just feel that. I just know that I have to let them know that you're about to speak to somebody who's passed in your life. And then I kind of just lead with that and go into it. And it's happened. It happened when I was out on the road with Kenny. Um, By the way, my sister worked for me, never in the business at all. She had nothing to do with the music business. She was just my biggest supporter. Take her out on the road. And then Kenny Chesney, the prince of country music, steals her from me. But Thanks, again, Kenny. I think this was the purpose. It wasn't even for that because I'm out on the road again and every weekend, you know, we do things and I order, I'm managing all the catering and everything that's coming in. And so with the catering company, I asked them, can you get these certain whiskeys for certain people? Like we did on special stadium shows, we got certain bottles, but this particular Saturday, I said, can you get this bottle? I don't even know why. I just asked for this particular bottle. I can't remember what it was. And that's a lot of the things that when it happens, once it's over, it's like I release it and I forget about it and I mm -hmm. move on. Um, that experience, I believe, is for that person. Um, I think the one that happened with my best friends because I was so attached to it. Right. Um, but for this one, I'm walking around. It's show day. I'm, we're walking. Uh, I'm doing my job. And out of nowhere, I go back to where all the liquor is. And he wasn't even supposed to have this bottle till after the show on Saturday night. And I just walked back to where it was. I grabbed it. I walked up on stage where his position was, his, his office, you would call it. And I just pulled him forward and I said, hey, this is who I am. Like I just said, blah, blah, blah. And I need to tell you, your son is with me right now. And this and the bottle of whiskey had an angel on it and everything. And he just started bawling. He said, Buffy, it was a year ago today that my son died when I was out on the road. And I said, okay, now I know why I was sent here. It was for you, Tom. And I, okay, what's next? So I just hugged him. We cried together. I gave him the message that he needed to hear. And I walked away and continued on with my work. Um, so like I said, I, I get placed where my message is supposed to be given. Right. Well, we had we had something like this happen on the weekend. We passed up all these opportunities, all these different things, because we have a brother. Mm. My my brother, Cody, our brother, Cody, um, is suffering from a heart condition. And the only thing that we have any chance that we have is raising money to send him to Mexico to get stem cell adult stem cell done to him and body. to give him his best chance. And um, and last week we raised the money to do it. And um, and we wanted to go out and thank our buddy, Steven, who is known as Old Man Liver. He owns a Pioneer out in-, in um, Who helped raise a huge portion huge, of that. Huge, exactly. Huge portion of that. So, uh, I mean, I don't know, the timing of it, everything he was leaving, we just catch him. We sit down, we're giving big hugs. No more than one minute goes by as we sit down. Bam, there's a song that we never hear. The bands don't play this song. And they it's start playing this song from when we were little, little. I, like five, I remember. It wasn't even yeah. a hit. No. And it starts playing in the second both of us looked at each other like Uncle Gary. And you're like, you had a moment. You're in tears. He's... Your hair standing up in your arms, and, and 
it was like what like they let me know when they're with me they let me know he was with me he he yeah they they take over your body i have learned to ask them to go or to let me not now not now i can't this because sometimes it can be a hour long message or sometimes they'll take over my body for a while until i get their message all the way through so it's not something that i just go oh, hey and i kind of see them yeah and and at that moment i have that moment was going to be longer than yeah the, the, this the session that that you know a couple seconds that i allowed it to be yeah i mean steven's band is named after his, his gary's daughter. uncle gary's daughter you know there were and and he had passed about three and a half years after his illness and this is about the mark for Cody. He's on borrowed time. And now this is, we're giving him more time. Well, we're I getting honestly a chance. think too, it's because Cody idolized or lived in Uncle Gary's shoes. And if Uncle Gary can change that in any way, he wouldn't allow that and right. wouldn't want him to. So for Steven to come along and play a major part in that yeah, and to keep that from happening, that was his way. And at that, at that time is what I was trying to say. He's saying, thank you right. for not letting him walk in my shoes and not let him do the things that, that happened to me. Right. And, and it, it was so hard to say that to him because Stephen was a little bit put off, like a little bit freaked out of what he was watching. He was, he, he was watching through. all of this and he, he, we get done having a conversation and he was like, this is the most intense <laughs> lunch i've ever had spiritual cleansing. Yeah, exactly and in in his bar of all places that uh austin and i are actually planning you gotta come it has huh, it dude has, there's there's she has to be there, there. There's, um, there's people there if she wants to I mean, consent is a thing here yeah it is yeah. but she's my sister so i'm like you have to go um we are doing a we're going out and steven is letting us bring cameras and go out there late at night when the place is closed and sit and yeah, right. um, see if we can catch some stuff. I, and talk gonna be to in I mean, that sounds awesome sometimes, but like I said, for me, if they want to come through me, it's not always fun. Right. So no, I know. I, I have, to know, my, yeah, I yeah, have maybe. to know my space going in. Yeah. I've definitely learned. Maybe we'll give her the footage and then she can. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> she can review the footage yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe that's the best thing. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a little different. I had a, um, even my best friend, Marcy, I won't say, but her son, when I met her, I always said, he's a me, he's a me. And she never understood that. And I, I knew why I was sent to that family. And I was like, he's a me. How do you say to somebody, your son walks the same thing? You know, I, I know. And something happened while he was in college uh, where he ended up dating a girl whose brother had passed away. And one night we're out for our friend's birthday party and his mom, for whatever reason, was like, I'm not feeling well, I'm gonna go home. She left and then I wasn't drinking that night and we were out for our best friend Tracy's 50th or something. So it was some big party where we all should have been with her, but the night just turned out weird. And so I get this phone call from her son. It's like, this, this is happening, I'm sitting, I'm out to dinner with my girlfriend, what's happening, what's happening? I see him, I see him, and I said, okay, now I'm gonna walk you, I'm gonna hold him. He's with me, I'm gonna take him right now, but I need you to get to a safe place. I need you to tell him not now, tell him not now, just keep talking to him, you guys drive and you get to your dorm room, and you, you just keep saying, I'm not safe right now, and he never experienced this before. So they get back to their dorm room, he calls me, and I say, I'm gonna walk you to the other side. Now, 
I need you to just talk to him, but ask him to um, re respect your space, but to allow you to feel safe where you're at. And I'm walking him through, and then I, he, he hung up, and about 30 minutes later, I get a call from his girlfriend bawling that says, how did he know my brother, and how did he know the questions to ask me? And I said, I can't really explain that to you, young lady, but one day you two will be able to talk. And right now, you know, and she was just like, thank you, Buffy, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I had to talk with him for about two hours because I said, remember when I said you're a me? And he said, yeah. I said, do you want to share with your mom or do you want me to share with your mom? And he said, I don't even know. I don't know how to explain what I just went through. And I said, I know. He said, because we walk different. We're not, mm -hmm. we're not like anybody else. So um, I had to have the conversation with, her, with his mom and say, you know, when I was trying to explain to you, your son is in me, I know why I was sent to you. I know why. Because when I, when I found how I met them was the apartment that I lived in. And I went to see probably 20 apartments on this block. And I went through every apartment building. And, uh, and this one, this one. And I love bright lights. I love apartments that are lit up. I ended up choosing this corner apartment that was dark, super dark. And I walked into it and I was like, okay, this is it. I, I feel it. This is where I belong. This is where I'm supposed to be. Her and her son lived at the opposite corner of me. And that's where we met and became best friends. And I knew then, I know why I was sent here. I know why this is my apartment. And her and her family have been like family to me mm -hmm. now. But that's where in my life I've learned to ask where next, why, who are you sending me to now? And I get sent. I got sent out on the road for our friend. Mm -hmm. I got sent. Who's still with, our friend. Who's so a very, very close. yeah, very close friend. I got sent out, you know, wherever I'm placed. And in that, you know, I, I always get jobs that most people need a college education for or, yes, you know, true. whatever. But I yeah. somehow managed to get into them and I, you know, work them. But it's because I, I actually found my purpose. I understand right. who I am. And I just don't really say it out That's loud. That's amazing. Austin, do you have any questions for my sister? I got to know. Uh, so before starting my channel, I was very skeptical about everything, but now I'm very like in the middle. Mm -hmm. Like we, you telling us this is like eye opening. It's really eye opening because like whenever I think of mediums, I always think of people who are just like in like, oh, I'm just doing this to get money. But yeah. like, you're not, not I've a never person. been paid for it. Right. So, so like how... I'm trying to just like wrap That's my head right. around it. As yeah. I tell people, I was born this way. It's like you being born your ethnicity. or And that's right. how I had to explain it to my friend because she, her, she's like, my, I don't want you to tell people that you're like that. And I go, that's like you telling him he shouldn't have been born black or Jewish or this. He's born that way. He didn't ask to have these people come through him. So at some point you just learn to accept it and go, this is who I am. As I'm speaking, there are people here. Right. This her is hair is standing seeing. up on her my arms hair right now. standing straight up. There are people in the room that are here with us that I don't get this choice. This right. is just who I am. So it's hard to say. I get people all the time that go, like I said, they're going to say, oh, you're crazy. I'm like, okay. But when you're, when you need me and that, person comes through to talk to you 
you quickly realize I'm not crazy. Right. So, okay. So a question I have is like, let's say you just like the Pioneer Saloon. Mm -hmm. When you walked in there, can you instantly be like, oh, I can tell that there's energy here. Oh, absolutely. Is it like, and like, this might be a little funny, but is it like sometimes annoying where you're like, yes, I get it. There's energy here. I wish I could just just shut it off. You have to learn how to, um, when I go into to places that have like his shows and things like that, I have to do a mental thing where I circle or say, please, not tonight. Like, please protect me. I don't want, I need to enjoy my evening. I don't want. You're putting in like a vacation request. Yeah, basically. But it's also, sometimes you don't get that choice. You know, sometimes you can say, hey, respect my space. Please don't come tonight. But if they want to get their message across and I feel it and I, and I can see who that messages for then that's when i open up and let it happen and that's and when it's to somebody that i feel safe with um i I, it's happened sometimes where i feel it to a stranger and i won't i'm like no not i'm not gonna walk him to some stranger and be like hey your mom wants to say something you know they really are gonna think i'm crazy but yeah i mean it where you have to i have to block myself off and it really is just having a conversation with them openly. I, I have a friend in Jersey and she, to this day, she'll wake up, send me um, text messages. And she's, I'm the only one. She's like, I can wake up and send you something and you do a reading on me. With, we don't talk all the time. And you tell me exactly how or why and who it is. And I went and stayed in her house. I don't know, like four years ago, they just bought their home and I, I slept down in the kids' room. So down in the basement that they turned into a, but and I'm laying there, and I got up the next morning, and I was like, oh, you guys have a baby in your house. He's running. He wears a diaper. She was like, what? Buffy. <laughs> and I said, yeah, there's a baby in the house. And they, she goes, they, she had a young daughter at the time, four or five, I think the daughter was. And she goes, mom, yeah, I see the baby like this. And I go, see, kids, when kids say they have a pretend friend, they really do see. But it's the parents who go, no, shut up. Uh, no, the kids see. It's because the parents are scared. Now, do you, have you ever had anybody tell you like i appreciate that i just don't want to know yes what is that like knowing that like okay you know they asked me to tell you this but you're and like obviously respectfully they don't want to hear it you just say uh, you have to tell the person that's coming through i i'm sorry they you know maybe talk to them in another way or show them in something that i even tell people like that they'll go get tarot card readings i could read that for you without the cards but i I don't, yeah, you, people need tangible things, but then other people get scared of those tangible things. So right. if I'm that tangible person walking up and saying, hey, there's a message from your father, they don't know how to handle that. They're like, what do you mean? No, go away from me. You're like, okay, fair enough. And, and I, they, you, you feel that you feel, I feel the, mm, and that's them, it's not me. So, okay. So I tell them, try another way. Try, try to send them something. Show them another way. Show them that it's you. But at least they know you're present. At least they know they're around you. And it, I mean, a lot of the times they will. Some have come back to me. Some um, are friends, cousin Kim's best friends. This happened, I want to say, five years ago. They came to visit. I had never met these women. And um, my cousin invites me to go hang out with them in L.A. And we're all out. And we go back to their hotel and we're walking into their hotel into the room. And all of a sudden I just start talking in another 
another tone, somebody, and all of a sudden, it was about a three-hour session, and, and it was first their sister who, how would I know that she was dying? And then it went from their sister to another woman that was there. Her uncle came through, not her dad who had just passed, but her uncle. And it was a full-on, they were asking questions. It was a dialogue that went back and forth for about three hours. And my cousin, whose mom had just passed, was saying, you know, why can't, where, please talk to my mom. She was begging, but her mom is, I believe, is not going to come through me because she's too attached. That's my aunt, who I love too. But the two friends of hers, they had a full conversation with their people through me where I couldn't physically move. They had to pick me up from the bed I was laying on and put me right there. I couldn't, it felt like a truck had hit me. And the next morning I just kind of laid there and that happens to me. It does, it drains me in a way that I can't explain. It's exhausting and my body just kind of shuts down and I need to shut off. But in that moment, I um, you know, you just kind of wake up. I woke up the next morning. And I was like, ah, so that happened. <laughs> I was like, um. So yeah. I have one final question and I don't know, uh, Brian, if I'm okay. We said oh, this on dude. my show. Yeah, please. So there was a time where you were talking about how you called and asked to speak to Nicole Yeah. Mm-hmm. about, about like siblings that may have not made it. So I got a lot of questions please saying if they were like miscarriages, how did they grow up in the after? Like People Wait. like me, I don't know, understand this. So, like, maybe that is a thing. Like, oh, no, you can still develop. Yeah, still, yeah because a miscarriage is, um, they were still growing. They went, you know, it to me, I believe, they're still a spirit. But um, they they got taken naturally. You know, we we are just the fortunate ones that came all the way through. You know, we're all still walking energy, every single one of us. That's how we, that's how I believe, because that's how they come through me. Um, and that's the same with, a with, I would have never known that Nicole's mom had a miscarriage. Three. Yeah, that's, and that was it. See, what, what Austin, if you're listening out there, one, I want to say, I'm going to preface this by saying we're native American Indian. Yeah. We, we are Lakota Sioux. Um, so none of this stuff is freaky, uh, crazy to us, anything like mm. it's just something that we understand just like you know, people go, you know, Jesus and in God and all that stuff. It's, it's the same thing for us. Like everything that's like you just said, moving energy, that's what we are. And there are so many things that are unexplainable. Little kids that can sit down on a piano and play Mozart or create their own stuff and, and can barely speak. And I've, I've met a little kid that, that did that. And, and I asked his parents, you know, what is that, what was that like? And they just said, we sat him at the piano and that's just something he did. Mm. And it got to a point where he stopped doing it. He just stopped playing the piano, you know? So it's almost like that's this leftover thing in them, in the person that left too soon or something that came back. I don't know. But what Austin was talking about was, um, you know, a, a night that, that I remember, and I can't remember if it was a light that came on because there were two different times you had called and the other time was my phone. But I got up to go to the bathroom. That's what it was. I went to the bathroom and Nicole had gotten to the bathroom in the bedroom. So I went to the main bathroom and it was late. We were both asleep. And um, and I come back in the room and the light's on in my corner and you have to click it. you know. On the, yeah. And I asked her why she turned my light on. Like, are we, 
you know, getting up, what's going on? She's like, I thought you turned it on. And then the phone rings. Actually, it was a text from you. And then I'm like, you asked me if I'm up. And so I'm like, yeah. And so you called and you're like, is Nicole around? And I went, yeah. And so we're on speaker and you asked her, I don't want to be personal, but did your mom have miscarriages? Not one, but you saw three. I saw three. Yeah. And you said they're in the room with you right now. Talk to them. And she's very like, she loves you. She calls you sis. And it's kind of like, she's on the, she's on the fence. Like Austin, he's been hearing all these people on his show talk about these different things. And, and this was pretty wild because she started talking. And while she's talking, I'm taking pictures, right? And we got off the phone with you. We let you go. Mm -hmm. And she just starts talking in the room. And I take three pictures. And in the third picture, there's this strong green orb that appears and, and then disappears. And we both saw it outside the phone. And I went, uh, and I had a live photo. And I'm like, did you, she's like, yeah, did you see? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm afraid to look. And when I did, there it was. And then I take a picture to the left and there's, one coming right down over the table along the wall near the bathroom. And she was like, whoa. So that really struck with her. And then the day that she asked me to, Nicole said, I need proof. I, I, I you know, this is before this. Yeah. And she's at her house. And she said, it's not that I don't believe you. It's not that I don't think that this stuff really goes on because I feel people. The day I said, I love you to her, we're in Joliet, Illinois, the most beautiful theater I've ever been in that looks like old school Vegas. It's gorgeous. I just said I love you to her, you know, like an hour before, and then we're going in this beautiful place. And I look at her and said, whoa, there's somebody here. And she's like, yeah, there's lots of people. I'm like, no, there's someone here, like with us. And she went, oh, God, like, what did I just say? I love you too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then later that night, it shows up in the photo. Like it, and, yeah. and I showed it on Austin's show. It shows up in the photo. It was a, it was crazy. And a, the last picture, you took the photo of us mm -hmm. at the end of the night, and bam, it shows up over my head. And I show her, and then she's like, well, I'm trying, she's trying to explain that. Then in her room, I'm going to get her to pick her up to go, go somewhere. And she's walking towards me and it's it the lights are off, it's dead silent, and she sees a flash of green light, and we both hear a voice, and she said, Did you just hear? I said, Hello? Yes. And it was a little girl's voice about four feet off the ground, right between us. And she heard it clear as day, so did I, and she freaked out. And I said, Just say hello back. That was the first time in my life that anyone had actually audibly said Something out, something out loud to me but she asked for it like two days before that mm -hmm. in her house on her couch that she wanted proof and so from that point on these little things where the light turns on or my phone just jumps on the floor as we're just nope nope nothing's going on and i'm like someone so wants to get my attention said, and that that kind of answers your question so when the when the people like nicole are a little bit skeptical or don't one or a little afraid to get it 
they will still show themselves. So right. now they are going to push the phone off. Now they are going to shove things over. Now they're going to throw things off the TV to let you know, yeah, we're here. We're still here, whether you want us to or not be. But they're not going to hurt anybody. They're not here. I'm walking proof of that. If they right. were going to hurt someone, it, they come through me. Right. You know, so they're not they're not here to harm people. They're here to let you know that, yeah, you can still talk to the people that are no longer with you. Yeah. You know, it's it's wild, too, because I was just telling you this at the Pioneer. Um, and, and I'll tell you, too, Austin, um, I'm I'm like seven years old, I want to say right now. It, you know, at, the, at, the t at this time, I'm seven years old and we're in like Washington, like mm. and we're doing some um, some uh, inner tubing on a river. And we go to a certain point and we run back up and we come back down and the family is doing, you know, everyone's doing it and the parents are watching us and, and, uh, I'm inner tubing and I fall off. Like it's like this rapid kind of area. And I remember falling off cause I explained to Nicole that drowning was scary, but then it was peaceful. And she goes, what are you talking about? I said, I was drowning. I got thrown off the inner tube. I went underwater and it was like, I was panicking. Like I was going the wrong direction. It felt like, and then all of a sudden I just gave up and I look up and all I can see is the sun coming through the, the river in a really deep area and I'm drowning. And a song, that song, roll back water, keep on rolling, Mississippi moon going to keep on shining on is playing in my head, literally playing in my head. And then I see a splash, and then all of a sudden I'm being pulled out of the water, and I'm on the berm of the river on dirt and grass, and I'm laying there, and everyone starts running over to me. And, when, and, and I'm, all I know is this, is that I'm laying there. And then I ask, who got me out of the water? And no one, not a single person, is standing there saying that, they, they got me. Mom, dad, no one saw who did this and no one stayed. If they, you know, that was like, where did this, where did this come from? And from that point on, as I got older, I realized that I'm supposed to be here. You know what well, I'm saying? Also, our parents believe it. Mom is, mom is a us. That's yeah, where oh, it yeah, came yeah. from. And that's where even for me, Another experience when I was working at one of the studios, uh, my assistant was open to it. She wasn't, she knew we would talk. I would share my, some of my experiences because the studio I worked in at the time, CBS studios w had plenty of ghosts in there and I talked to them all the time. Um, and so she knew that and we would just talk and share things. Well, she brought her daughter to work one day and I am sitting there and I felt I, I, I had to tell her something and I had to tell her that her daughter was ill. Something was wrong. I felt her, her energy, everything. So I called her into my office. She was my assistant. And I said, you know, Hey, I know, you know who I am. I know, you know this, but there's something I have to share with you. Um, and she said, hold on, I'll be right back. And she walked over to the Grove and she went right to this woman who was native American. She got Sage. She got, Something, and the woman knew who I was because I had been over to that store. And she was like, yep, allow her to tell you this, but take this, be able to cleanse your space, whatever. Well, while she was gone, 
I'm crying because I don't really understand. I'm like, what if I'm wrong? And what if I'm not supposed to be telling her this message or whatever? And so I call uh, mom and dad and dad answers the phone and I'm bawling. And all I say, and he goes, oh, your mom's been waiting for this phone call. That's it. And he puts mom on the phone and she was like, I was waiting for this call. I knew one day you would realize who you were. And I just said, mom. And she goes, just go with your gut. Just go with what you're feeling. What you're feeling is okay. And, and I ended up sharing with my assistant what was wrong with her daughter. And she took her daughter to the doctor. And I was not wrong. Uh. Which is not something. It's, it's scary. Yeah. You don't want to always know things. Right. Which is why our brother doesn't let me call him before noon. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, um, for me, for the listeners out there, this is the Hero's Journey podcast. I have my little sister, Buffy Hopkins, on the show. We're talking about the gifts that she was born with, the gifts that mom, uh, myself, I, I'm just aware of them. I'm aware of these things. The hair standing up my arms as we're talking about it because it doesn't scare me. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm surrounded I'm not by stuff and I'm, I'm not afraid, but I'm not like you. I don't, I don't have that full on gift, but, um, what's wild is, uh, for those of you who don't know, like I met the love of my life in the shooting here in Las Vegas. Um, the girl that I grabbed in front of me with her friend, I led them to a refrigerator, putting them over the wall, putting people over the wall leading people out by foot, fell in love. Um, but in that night, I remember telling my dad that, um, you know, I wasn't scared, which was wild. And, uh, until I said it, right. Yeah. But here's flash forward. I've, I've done hundreds of interviews in a matter of like two and a half days. The last interview I do, and you, you didn't see the other side of this. Um, uh, the last interview that I have is with Ellen's producers, and I'm doing a FaceTime thing with them at seven o'clock at night. Um, mom's in her room, and she's this is exhausting to her. Dad, who was gone, he was with Cody in Oregon, and uh, he had just left, and so mom's there alone. And she gets, she said, she got scared. I'm I'm doing an interview, and I hear her scream, and I'm like. Mom, like, mom, I'm, uh, you know, like, I'm, I'm on the phone. What's wrong? She's like, nothing shuts the door. And what had happened was she was asleep, and she said she got woke up by a kiss. Sat up. Yeah. And by, and then, but, but before that, she said she felt someone sit on the edge of the bed. She saw the corner go down. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the phone rings, and it's you. And you tell her, Grandma's with you. Yep, Grandma's gra in the room. And Grandma walked with you. I knew Grandma had protected you. Right. And I had said it made total sense because I am seeing all this stuff. I'm in the middle of all this stuff, and I'm not scared. She and was I wasn't scared. Mom know that she had you. Yeah, and that was that was the that was the thing. And I remember all of that because I'm. I'm in the kitchen and mom's in her room and it was absolutely crazy. Um, this is the time of the show. We're going to have to say goodbye to Austin. Austin. Austin, thank you. And thank if you, you have any more questions, yeah. I will answer. We're going to have to do like a part two. 
Yeah, bizarre on bizarre junkies. Yeah, on bizarre when you're back in town. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah, I have a ton of questions. Yeah. Like, and not like a and not like a how much do they pay you to do this type right, of question right. where yeah. I'm like going to discredit you. Yeah. I'm like just genuinely. I, I wouldn't be able to answer because I've never been paid. <laughs> yet, yet. Don't don't close <laughs> off yet. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, joining us on the second part of this, uh, you know, we got a few minutes left, about seven minutes left on the show right now. Um, I wish you know what we should thank do you. is thank you. I'll see you, Austin. Thank you. We have thank George you. has taken over the show. Yes, People, the teacher. Yes. Um. You know, speaking of, Austin has been doing, he's been taking control of his own life, and uh, Austin has been doing jujitsu, and he's been losing weight, and f he's finding nice. this new place for him. So that's Austin, who just left, is doing that, and George, uh, you know, we all encourage that. Like I said, that's a Hero's Journey podcast, is is taking ownership of your yourself, your own show, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But um, why you do that, I want to see... If um speaking of uh where is it? I'm you're listening to a Hero's Journey podcast or you're watching and I've got my little sister, Buffy, on the show, and Hello. we've been talking about some crazy stuff. George has no idea what we've been uh, talking about, but it's pretty George, I see dead people. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hey, Hey, hold on one second. We, I'm on the podcast right now, Mama. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, hi, Mom. Hold on, hold on. She can't hear you, so you're gonna have to do this. Hi, yeah. Mom. Hi. I am the guest today. You, you are. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Brandon, 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 wow! Can't wait to that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> hold on close. Uh, um. So we, ma, Mom. Mom, tell her what we've been talking podcast. about. Mom, we've been talking about, well, my life and your life and Brian's life about that we see dead people. Yeah. <laughs> tell, us, tell us a story, Mom. That was a hard, <laughs> hard one to explain to your kids when you tell me weird things were happening to you and I couldn't say, yeah, I know. <laughs> it happened right? to me. It was a way. It was hard to explain it. It sounded crazy when you That's said it. That's what I was just saying. You yeah. can't walk around going, "Hey, my name's Buffy. I see dead people," but yeah, most people are not gonna. They're like, "Okay, bye." Yeah, I told them it. It makes it hard to date. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dean Kane did. Uh, Dean Kane did, did give Buffy a big old kiss, and you can't. Mom can't hear me, so. Oh, <laughs> mom! Didn't can you hear me? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, so Dean Kane, we were out the other night. We were uh, at Randy Couture's birthday party, and you, there was all kinds of people, like Chris Angel, Frank Mir, um, got just a bunch of people. And Dean was there, and and Dean and I have been friends for I don't know, I don't want to say how long we've been friends because that'll age me. And he said it out <laughs> loud, sometime. and I was like, "You got to be kidding me! I'm friends with Superman," but um. As soon as I introduce him to Nicole, he gives Nicole a hug. Then I introduce him to Buffy. I said, it's my little sister. And he just throws his arm around her and walks off. <laughs> then, and Buffy gladly went with him? Yes. She's oh, like, she, did, yeah. she kept talking about uh, my future husband, uh, Dean Kane, because as he said goodbye, he went and kissed her on the lips and gave us all hugs, but kissed Buffy. You know, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, Mom. Yeah. It, 
it out the top of your head because we've been sitting around talking about um, these stories, uh, these little just what makes us different. Is there something that you remember a story that you can share right now um, on the air with with the listeners that you knew you had something different? You were different. What 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 comes to the, mind? The defining moment for me was when I was asleep and a coiled up or a, a snake bit me on the forehead in my dream. And when I woke up, there was a mark there. Oh, wow. And that was my, and I was six years old in the living room of the old house in Turner, Oregon. It's a moment I never forgot. Oh, wow. And it was, it stayed with me for days. Hmm. And I, so that was, that was my defining moment. And, and the house I lived in also had two old women ghosts, so spirits <laughs> that lived there. So when, um, we used to live on Liberty Street in Salem, Oregon, um, was there one or two stories? We got a couple minutes left on the show, but is there a story that comes to mind? I remember there was a ghost that lived in our house and, um, he, he was, he was very active, uh, he liked to have a good time, but the one he did the most that, I mean, I remember honestly took my breath away was when I was putting away Halloween decorations and I put a box behind the, in the bedroom right there and on the closet, put it on the shelf, shut the door, went to, I had gone into the living room earlier and put candles, these scented candles into a, something and, uh, that's when then I went and got the box and then I, when the bathroom door was right there beside me, I'm still getting chills. The bathroom door was right there and it was partly open and I said, why is that open to myself? And all of a sudden it sounded like a box was pushed off in the bedroom, a shattering sound. And I went, what's all that? Open the door, there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden I opened up the bathroom door, there was a folded towel and one of those candles I had just put in the living room on the sink. Wow. And I was the only one in the house. That was the and same to me, one. That was a defining moment of that he was in our house. He was definitely mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I remember dad telling this. I pulled this... in my wooden shower for him. I backed out of the room <laughs> yeah. and said, I'm not going to shower for you. <laughs> is, is, is dad there right now? Yes. Put him on the phone real quick. I want him to tell a story. Uh, he, he had an experience. He. He, uh, here. Hey, Brian. Hey, Dad. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. All right. So we're we're talking about some of these little, we're talking about stories, but now all of a sudden I just, we're getting into some of these little ghost stories that we had in our house. Um, there was a time when you were working on the deck. I remember you telling me a story about the balls on the deck. Uh, yeah, what was yeah, that? I was out there barbecuing. Uh, and Venus and mom were inside the house and I was outside on the back deck barbecuing and I had to look out and all the balls were just everywhere out in the yard and uh, I thought to myself well, I gotta get out there and gather up those balls though, and put them away and then I turned to my barbecue and turned my meat and then looked back out the yard and they were all in a straight line one foot exactly apart. Wow. <laughs> and mom heard me scream like a little girl. <laughs> 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 that was 
really freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I remember the time you screamed because you were walking down the stairs. And oh, yeah, he uh, he actually uh, got physical with me when I uh, I passed through him, and I just, I was, you know, cold, cold to the touch. And then I went down to the rest of the way, and I got to the little bar area there, and next thing I know, I got kicked. Oh, wow. He literally, he literally kicked my leg up. Where I looked like I was trying to kick myself, you know. Right. Um, what the heck was that, you know? Wow. He got physical with me that one time. Angel. He was just letting you know you, he was Yeah, there. and Angel and Mom were down there, and Angel looked and said, what was that, Dad? I go, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just tried to kick me in the head. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, we love you. Happy 4th of July. I know you guys got the family out there, and um, Buffy's spending 4th of July with me oh, and Nicole. I love you guys. You're, you're, Dad, welcome to the Hero's Journey podcast. Oh, you're welcome. You're on the show. <laughs> now I can buy a grease pencil. Oh, no, no. I had to buy another grease pencil. Uh, <laughs> it's called a Sharpie, and for those of you listening... This is, uh, you You recognize my dad from being on stage with my band, Elvis Monroe. He's known as Rocky Spoonman Hopkins. And uh, uh, it, it got to a point, Dad, where I was doing shows and I'd ask you, hey, are you coming to the show tonight? And you would ask me, how many people are you playing for tonight? <laughs> like it mattered the size of the crowd, whether or not you were getting out of that leather chair. recliner chair <laughs> and coming to the show. And I was like, then... We're, we played in front of 5,800 people. They're screaming. We walk off the stage, and I remember Dad saying to me, "We played more. We played for more people than this before." And I'm like, "We? Yeah, we, we have, Dad. Yes, we have." So, um, well, the band misses you. I love you guys. Love you, baby. All right. I love you guys. Love you. Bye. I'll let you go. Okay. Bye. All right. Go have Big Bang. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Love you. Uh, bye. Bye. Crazy, and um, and Cody was there too. So Cody, you know, is in the background and whatnot. But the the thing about, and I got to wrap this up, and we'll do this again. Like I yeah. said, we'll do a part two. We'll go, we'll go do uh, Bizarre Junkies with uh, Austin. You He's know, got a that. lot of questions. He's he like, does. I'm in the room with one. This is crazy. This is nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, for real. But. Um, we are a very close family and that's what I love. That's there's, there is myself, Cody, Angel and Buffy and, uh, my dad, who you guys were just listening to, his name is Rockney and, uh, my mom, Terry, but actually her name's Helen, but she goes, but Terry. And so now I'm going to get smacked in the back of the head for saying a real <laughs> name, but, um, we are a very close family and, um, Parents had me at 16 years old. There's a photo in your office that has a picture of all of us. Dad's hairs in braids. He's got the, he's got a band. Uh, they were all very young. Yeah, very young. And, um, and you're not even thought yet. of. Yeah, so you used to hate that picture no, popping up. No, it's a button up. that you guys had at some fair that... Every time I'd go home, I'd see this button, and I was like, "What? This button isn't allowed. There's not. This isn't allowed. I'm not in the picture. I'm not a part of the family. This doesn't make sense. This is not allowed." Yeah. 
And so it was Sean, Angel's husband, who for Christmas made me that picture because he's like, I put, like a little he thought, put a thought, thought bubble. bubble with my face. And he's like, are you happy now? I said, yep. Love that, it. That's and I'm, I'm going to leave it on this because, yes, you, my sister, you're my sister. You have a special gift. I love you. I I've, love you. I've, I let you know in front of a room full of people at a show that I've always seen you as an equal. I've always seen you as somebody that I can turn to and get advice, get help from. And being the oldest in a family is really hard because I've spent my life protecting you. I Absolutely. almost got thrown out of school for protecting you. Beating a guy up so bad that he was in the hospital for I don't know how long. And for doing what you he did. You left us in the newspaper. You Leaving high school, you wrote a thing. Yes. I'm leaving behind my brother and my two sisters, something where don't mess with them. They're, I left my brother Cody to, <laughs> to protect, protect them. them. Exactly. Yeah. And that was, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I didn't make it hard. Dating in high school is <laughs> tough. Yeah. I do remember uh, chasing somebody down. But we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> but uh, my point is that we're very close. And I remember the day that you were born, um, the vision, we were having a barbecue. We're in Vancouver, Oregon. I am, I want to see five. Salem, Oregon. Salem. No, we were in Vancouver, Washington. Washington Sorry. Yeah. You were born in Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah. And like me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were, uh, I was staring, I was playing, and I could stare at the tree where I used to tie up my friends because we played cowboys and Indians. And <laughs> I'd tie them up and just leave them there. But the window, mom pops her head out of the window and said, it's time. And, uh, and I remember that very clear and dad and uncle Gary jumped up from where they were and they started scrambling. And I'm a little kid watching this happen. Adults go crazy. Mom was way calm, but this is her fourth kid she's having and dad and uncle are freaking out and trying to find a belt, put their shoes on, running out the door. (laughs) You know, mom's going, there's time we're okay. And they still freaking out. And then they brought you home. And so you have this picture in your house, but I have a picture of you in little Levi's as a little itty bitty baby sitting with all of us. And that's the image that I have. You're my baby sister. I love you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I don't think you're crazy because (laughs) if you are, then I'm crazy too. Um, And that's okay. Like nobody, we, this is your first time saying this publicly to anyone. 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 We're just, this is something that we keep talk to about. ourselves. You, exactly. like you and Cody yeah. are really the only people that I talk to it to about it. Because even sis sometimes is like, there's no way. There's no way. And then as I share it with her, she's like, no, it's okay. Like, yeah. I see it. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's, it's hard to grasp. And, um, and I didn't think we were going to get into this because you're a super mom. You bust your ass. Whatever you do, you end up being the leader. You not only worked for Kenny Chesney, you ended up working for George Strait. And then walking away from that to start your own business to now you're thinking about moving to Vegas and and, and going to public speaking. There's all these things. So again, a hero's journey podcast. And I say this, a hero's journey, it's, it's when you wake up, you're in control. You are running your own show. If you go to the gym and you're working on yourself, you're trying to eat better, you're just trying to be be better, be kinder to people, be 
open to things. I mean, you're probably sitting here listening going, yeah, you might have tuned off. You might not be listening anymore because what we were talking about was like, whatever. I don't believe it. What the hell? Brian's nuts. And his sister is even crazier. But <laughs> it's not. It's teach his own. It's okay. But it's how we go through life. There are, there are things that keep people acting like a good person, whatever it is, whether it's you have to go to church to do that, to be kind to other people, whatever it is. I don't care whatever it is that makes you be the best you can do, do that. But um, my little sister, Buffy, I love you. I love you too. And uh, I want to thank all our sponsors, JPS Computers, SMP Inc. And if you're listening at Rock Rage Radio, as they say, we are everywhere. My name is Brian Hopkins. This is a Hero's Journey podcast. I want to thank George and Austin for producing yes, today's thank show. You guys. Chase, yeah, Chase is is, is in uh, Austria right now. Producer Chase is out there. Uh, we're gonna find out his story, how the first three days went, where he was a homeless sexual trying to find a couch to stay on. True story. I'll tell you that off the air. All right. <laughs> Much love, you guys. Have a good day. It's coming around, it's coming around to me